The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of First United Methodist Church in Beaumont, Texas. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to love your city with the heart of Christ. Sometimes I have experienced this quandary when I, I look at a brother or sister in Christ and I say, what do you know good? And there's a blank stare because of the word good. So I want to know today, church, what is the best good news that you've heard today? Jesus loves me. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. God is love. God is faithful. Anybody can start it and everybody can finish it. That's why we say it as we begin worship every single week. God is faithful all the time. Anybody can start that all the time. God is faithful. Anybody can start it and everybody can finish it. I have one single purpose in this message today and that is to convince us that no matter what else is happening in life, we have the best good news to tell the world. God is faithful. All the time. That is the best good news. Amen? Well, um, I, might, I, might, I might have two purposes. I might, I might have two purposes. And, and, and the second is to give you five purposes. I don't know how that math works out, but, but it does. <laughs> On the back of your Bible reading plan, there are five numbers and five blank spaces. It was in your bulletin. The choir didn't get one. The choir shall have Bible reading plans momentarily, if you please. Somebody help me. We'll get them to you by Wednesday at the latest. Five blank spaces. And I would venture that each of us knows five people, friends, relatives, acquaintances, or neighbors who do not regularly participate in a faith family. And the five purposes for us are to write their names on the back of our Bible reading plans so that this month, as we read through the book of Romans, which was good news to a pre-Christian world and is still good news to a post-Christian world, we can pray frequently and fervently that God will guide us to guide our friends, relatives, acquaintances, and neighbors. 
So our first purpose is to know that we have the best good news. And what's the best good news? All the time. God is faithful. Oh, that was just us. They didn't, they didn't help with that. You make him do it again? See how that works? You see how, see how that works? And, and the second purpose is to give us five purposes to make note of, of, of five people that we might guide. And I'm just getting warmed up, Pastor. <laughs> there, might, there might be a third, a third purpose, and, and, and that is to say that we are all 21st century evangelists, missionary evangelists in the world today. So, so Philip was one of the apostles, and, and the Spirit told him to go south, and, and he was overhearing a man from Ethiopia read scripture, the prophet Isaiah. And the Spirit said, catch up to him. So he did. He joined him and said, do you understand what you're reading? And, and the Ethiopian said, how can I unless someone guides me? How can I unless someone guides me? Now, my first encounter with this passage was when I was about nine or ten years old. We lived in Southern California at the time, and, and we, we were church of the day folks. Wherever our middle brother Jeff wanted to go is where we ended up going, and most of the time we didn't. But, but at this particular time, we were attending a United Methodist congregation. And the youth group was going through studies on baptism. And we ended up at the beach, Huntington State Beach, lifeguard station number 15. It's where we always went. My brothers were going because they were in the youth group. My parents went along, and guess who got to go with them? I did. And my brothers, having not been baptized, looked at all that water, the great Pacific Ocean. It's about 65 degrees, I guess, that day. It's cold. And they looked at the young associate pastor who was along on the trip as a sponsor and guide, and they said, you remember Philip and that guy from Ethiopia? What would prevent us from being baptized? And so the young associate pastor took my brothers to my parents and I tagged along and I thought my brothers were the coolest guys on God's green earth. I was wrong, but I thought it. <laughs> and if they were going to do something, I wanted to do it too. And so we three got baptized. And, 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 and you know, some people ask me um, about how much water is necessary for baptism. And, and they asked me to, to, to talk about the, the difference between the little bit of water that was used to sprinkle our children and the whole Pacific Ocean 
that was used when I was baptized under once in the name of the Father and twice in the name of the Son and thrice when a big wave came over in the name of the Holy Spirit. And I say, you know, God just knows how much more water is needed for some than for others. <laughs> Unless someone guides me. I didn't yet believe in Christ. I had not yet professed Christ as, as my Savior. I had not yet become a part of a faith family, but I was baptized. We moved down to the Virgin Islands and then back to North Houston. And Jim was a college guy, an athlete. And, and we stayed with Jim's family. And Jim invited me, a, a junior in high school, to go play softball with the college guys. Man, that was good stuff. And, 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 and Jim also taught Bible study on Wednesday nights. And he opened up Scripture to us. And, and one, one, of, one of the lessons that I remember from, from those few weeks under Jim's instruction was Romans 12, 1 and 2, be not conformed to this world, but by the renewing of your mind to be transformed. And, and, and sometime in, in, in that August of 1982, Jim said in prayer, God, someone here might not yet have professed their faith in you. Help them to do that, that they might know Christ as Savior. And I did that. Then, then one night in December, on the way home from youth group, the associate pastor, David, said, Stouffer, when he, we, I live down the street. He said, when are you going to join the church? I said, I don't know. What are you going to do? He said, you walk down front and you join the church. Oh. He said, have you been baptized? I said, yep. Dunked three times in the ocean. He said, well, good. <laughs> you needed it. <laughs> then he said, you'll probably go through confirmation with the seventh graders in, in the spring like a big brother. I said, oh, okay. He said, pray about it. I walked down the street, three houses to my house, and that was all I needed to pray. I walked inside and said, Mom, I'm going to join the church next Sunday. Because somebody guided me. I remember, I remember after my father died, teaching senior high Bible study that fall, and Amy called because her sister had been killed in a wreck on the way to the German club Christmas party. And she wanted me to come over to see her. So I did. I went and, and we read scripture and we prayed and, and we cried. And all the way home, I kept hearing this play in my head. When, 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 when your father died, you called Pastor Mark. When, when Amy's sister was killed, she called you. I was still, I was still engrossed in pre-engineering studies, and so I went to mathematics. If A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C. Do you get that? No? Oh, 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 okay, let's back up. When, when you were lost in, in grief and pain, 
you called Pastor Mark, and, and Amy's in the midst of that now, and she called you. If A equals B and B equals C, do you get that? No. Pastor Mark. <laughs> and Pastor Mark said, thank God you finally woke up, son. <laughs> you don't need to be an engineer unless somebody guided me. I would not be here today. Somebody looked out and said, that boy needs help. <laughs> and, and they took the time. And Philip guided a man riding in a chariot. And history says it is from that guiding the whole Coptic church was birthed. So how do, we, how do we guide folks? How do we guide folks? By our means of grace. Praying together. Searching Scripture together. Sharing the Lord's Supper together, fasting or abstaining together, and conferencing together. And the easiest one is just talking about the best good news that we know. Just talking about the best good news that we know. And, 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 and telling people, asking people, hey, when I pray today, how can I pray for you? How can I, how, what can I give thanks to God for you? How can I lift you for God's strengthening? How can I, how can I help? Now I mentioned the Romans, Paul's letter to the Romans was good news for a pre-Christian world. And it's still good news for a post-Christian world. Why would I call our world post-Christian? Let me share some numbers with you. Between 2007 and 2015, nuns grew from 8% to 23% in the states. That's, that's, not, that's not a boom for convents and nuns. That's those who claim none on religious affiliation. It grew 20 to 23% of our society claims no religious affiliation. One-third of people under the age of 40 claim no religious affiliation. How many people are under the age of 40, if you'll raise your hands? One-third of the people in our nation under the age of 40 claim no religious affiliation. In, in between 2007 and 2014, our population in the United States grew by 18 million people. Seven years, it grew by 18 million people. The number of Christians declined by 7%. 
church family participation in, in, in American society typically today, 20% of society attends church. 20% say they do, but don't. 20% say they would if someone would guide, guide them. The word for today is guide. 20% of our friends, relatives, acquaintances, and neighbors would come to church if we would ask them. And that word evangelism scares the socks off of most of us, right? If you look on your Bible reading plan on the back of it, there it is in the Greek. It's a pretty language to look at. It simply means good news, euangelion. Say that with me, euangelion. It means good news. Particularly, it means the good news of Jesus Christ. And we transliterate it to evangelism. Note in the word evangelism and euangelion is the word angel. What do angels do mostly in Scripture? They're messengers. Thank you. They're messengers. They deliver a message from God to people. Hail Mary, full of grace. Blessed art thou among women. Mm. Hail First United Methodist Church family. Blessed art thou among God's people. You have the best good news ever. Anybody can start it. Everybody. All the time. God is faithful. That was just us. Yeah. God is faithful. All the time. All the time. God is faithful. You guys, you guys got to see this. It starts up there. And it goes to over here. And it goes back and forth and forth and back and back and forth. And the story of all Scripture is in our windows. And at the front, as we proclaimed our faith, our faith story is in front of us. And as we head out on the left, and on the right in those windows is the story of Matthew 25 that invites us to clothe the naked, feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, to welcome the strangers, to show God's mercy and compassion to all God's people. And in between those windows are those of the faith who have gone before us and this afternoon at 1.30, we will begin to hear from somebody portraying Rosa Du Crenshaw, somebody portraying Naaman Woodland, someone sharing the news about David Hearn and Catherine and Clarence Bell. And I, I did not have the grace to know them, but I have heard their stories. 
And I believe that their legacy lives on in us. And that the legacy of 178 years of ministry shall not end with us. That the story of these windows, that the story of our lives, that the stories of Jesus Christ shall continue in this house. But it won't happen unless we, unless we guide them, unless we reach out in love and compassion to our neighbor, unless we reach out in in, in mercy and grace to our acquaintances, unless we reach out in love to the world around us. Unless God uses somebody else. But I believe God's intent is to use us. Unless, of course, I'm wrong about that. What's the best good news you've heard today? All the time. God is faithful. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.lovebeaumont.com.